Welcome to Outrageous, creating extraordinary experiences with positively outrageous service. This is the show where we explore all the habits and real-life stories of people and organizations who deliver positively outrageous service. So come join the service revolution with your hosts, Andrew Zabo and Michael Hoffman. Well, here we are again in the studio. I'm Andrew Sabo. I'm Michael Hoffman. So glad you're here. And we're ready to get positively outrageous. Positively outrageous. You know, sometimes I think we're not outrageous enough. So today, welcome to the show. Today we're going to talk about, one of the things we we talk about very often about culture Mm -hmm. and uh, the importance of creating a positively outrageous service culture. And we say that a culture is characterized and created by what you consent to, by what you champion, and what you celebrate. So today we're mm. going to unpack a little bit about what you, what are you championing, and uh, explicitly and implicitly. Give me those things again, uh, as far as creating a culture. We we we've kind of defined it in yeah. three areas. Yeah. Well, create uh, a culture is created and characterized mm-hmm. by what you consent to, by what you champion, and what you celebrate. You know, when, whenever we talk about that, I think about uh, I think about my family a lot. To be honest with you, oh. you know I do because uh, yeah. I have a, I have a big family. I'm eight of nine kids. Right. You know I know you have a, a, a big family too, but I've got a massive family. I've got eight. I'm eight of nine kids. I think my when my father passed away this last February, he had 32 or 34 great grandchildren. He had 24 grandchildren. I mean, the 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 group the one of, Thanksgiving is a big deal. Right. <laughs> so I have four children with four grandchildren. So we're kind of on our way. But I think about the culture of our family, and and to me, it, it's it's kind of characterized as as this is what we do, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. That that's what a culture means to me. It's like this is what this is who we are. This is who what we, we are do. and what we do. And yeah. what you do is very much defined by who you are. Mm-hmm. So if who you are wants to be about being positively outrageous, mm-hmm. then everything that you do has to line up to that. So that, you know, and then one of my, you know, pet phrases is everything you do and everything you don't do sends, sends a, message. a message. I like that. Everything yeah. you do and everything you don't do sends a message. Mm-hmm. So what are we doing mm-hmm. to champion that culture, whether yeah. it's in a family, an organization, or a team, company, maybe, a it's team. Just your, maybe it's just your department. Yeah, or yeah. even a small business. It applies, or even in your, yeah, like even yeah. in a family. I, I've, I've had the pleasure of working in, well, I, I didn't have the pleasure of working in a black hole death of an organization, but I have worked. Maybe yeah. you've worked in that, yes. that you know, that oh. black hole. I mean, the, the culture was so poisonous. It was, it was just toxic. Toxic is a, is that's a better the word. word. Yeah, yeah just toxic. A, it was a toxic and tyrannical. But not my department. <laughs> In fact, matter of fact, the four years I spent in that department were probably the best business years I've had since going out on my own, you know. Uh, I mean, uh, I really, I think I grew a lot in those four years. Yes. And I, I attribute a lot of that, and I talk about him a lot, to, to Dennis Cherry, my boss, because mm-hmm. he helped create a culture that within this toxic culture was probably one of the best I've done. So so it doesn't have to be your company. Sometimes we feel the victim of our company. What about your department? Yeah. I'm not responsible for everything, but I do have great influence over these people that I work with every day. Right. You can be the oasis yeah. in the desert. So this is kind of a big topic you know uh that you're bringing up today as far as how do you what are the characteristics of a good culture and today we want to talk about being a champion yeah because so what does it mean to be a champion in your mind michael in i i think champion is is what we stand up for you know i picture that knight in shining armor or that uh, you know the the joan of arc person yeah that that person who says no no this is what 
I would go to bat for. This mm-hmm. is who we are. These are the non-negotiables, you know. And and we know when they're off and we know when they're on. So when championing, I know we're going to talk about the positive side of it today, but but championing to me is that when when things get laxed, somebody says something about mm-hmm. it. We do something about it. We correct it. That's what championing means. It's not just, you know, putting a plaque up on the wall. It's actually going out of your way to defend, to correct, to adjust, you know, that these are the things that we say we do as a culture. Yep. That's what I mean by championing. Yeah, I, I like the word that you use there is also that that you're correcting, you're adjusting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's said that... Um, you know, a, a, a plane flight, an airplane flight, you're going from whatever, Dallas, Fort Worth to London. Mm-hmm. That's a long the pilot, well, whether, or even if you're going to Austin, sure. doesn't matter what the distance is, but you're off course 99% of the time. <laughs> what you're doing, that. yeah, this is you're, you're constantly correcting and getting back on mm-hmm. course mm-hmm. because the wind or something, there's all kinds of things that are attempting to blow you off the course. And so you're constantly, and of course they have computers to do that now, but yeah, there is a destination. But if you don't, if you don't make those corrections early on, guess what? You're going to be way off way course. Off, yeah. So making those course corrections early keeps you on course and constantly making those corrections mm-hmm. keeps you on course. So guess what? You land on that, on that runway exactly as designated. First of all, that's disturbing because I do a lot of flying. You know, <laughs> yeah, as a passenger, I'm at the mercy of constant correction up in the Air. Well, you yeah. want them, then, but the good news is they're doing it. I do that. The good news is they're doing it. I will use that metaphor in my <laughs> office from now on. <laughs> we've been accused of building our plane while we've been flying it. You know? uh, so now I, I guess uh, I guess that's everybody's that's everybody's char- charge, I should say. But that, to me, that's what that's what champion is. Yeah. It's constantly uh, making those adjustments along the way for what we say is the way that we do things. and what your destination is. Yeah. So the dest if the destination is X, in other words, we want to create a culture that is positively outrageous in, in its service, whether it's in serving your customer, your supplier, your employees, mm. your family, there's all kinds of different stakeholders. Uh, so it takes that constant yeah. constant correction. You're Which right. is a little bit different than you know having those clear targeted goals. That's not what we're talking about today. You know, it's not like here's what we're headed. Like we're headed to Austin. That's right. that's that's not what we're talking about. Is along the, the way, way the journey, the championing is along the way in the yeah. journey. What are we doing? And you have to be as clear as to sort of the behaviors we uh, tolerate mm-hmm. and the behaviors we are looking for. You know that we that that we we go out of our way to have systems and processes where we can constantly not only be bringing them up for adjustments but championing them in celebrate how we yeah. celebrate. You know, how we uh, talk about it, how we keep things going is just as important as how we, you know, stop things from going down the bad path or, you know, um, uh, or tolerate things that uh, that aren't necessarily under the... Right. And I think the the three are actually interrelated. You do have to set the destination. Correct. So that's this is where we're going to. And then as you're as you're flying towards that destination... Yes, you, there's, there's things that you have to do to constantly correct and adjust. And then, yes, 
you know how, how it is sometimes we, you know, we fly a lot and every now and then when you land what happens a lot of people applaud don't they <laughs> you know we arrived on a rough flight yeah, we rough made it There's yeah we made strangers. it you know and they, they did all this, and this it's kind of funny it's you just, gotta know when to celebrate yeah, yeah I mean there, actually there are some countries I mean every time I fly I, you know I do mission work in, in Cuba and uh, they always do that every time we land in Cuba we're just as surprised as you <laughs> yeah. everybody clap yeah. and everybody claps and you <laughs> land it's pilot, kind of interesting yeah. <laughs> so yes you should so so the three are interrelated so yes if you've done everything right you should celebrate right. but you do have to have a, a destination yeah. uh, a clearly defined destination and what what are those behaviors that you're expecting and then adjust them uh, along the way so let's let's get specific what what's a specific example of a company that uh, you've worked that with, Michael. Well. That, that champions I, well. I've got a couple of them, actually. One is uh, I worked with, I had the pleasure of working with Zales organization. Mm -hmm. And um, they were trying to not only reignite their, their sales and customer service process, but to really change a culture because the culture had become toxic as far as, you know, being self-focused and self-numbers and people not working with each other in stores, pitting, uh, you know, healthy competition is good, but it got to a toxic level. And he, the, the, the CEO, you know, we were, when, in my consultations with him was saying, you know, our, I want our culture to be refreshed so that we are for each other because we can't be for our customers if we're not for each other, which I really mm. liked. I really, so that became sort of our banner. And then we sort of had to define, well, what are some of those behaviors? And so we talked a lot about the our positively outrageous service approach to how we work with each other and everything else. And then it was a, um, we kind of defined, you know, the in the sales process, some of the people skills that we would use to help create the great customer experiences during the sales process, but also, believe it or not, they were the same skill sets you would use in solving problems in a customer service situation. Mm -hmm. Kind of the same thing. You identify a need, fill a need, but it was more of the people skills. This is how we behave with each other, and and the reason why I bring them up is because we didn't roll it out to the front line first. I mean, we spent a lot of time making sure that the upper echelon was behaving the way we wanted our frontline people to do. They had to know it first. They had to live it first. And so we literally had, um, you know, our, our half day, you know, close the door, let's shut the windows. We're going to get, um, we're going to get real comfy mm -hmm. with and real open to each other with how this works. But, but the upper echelon had to not only know it, but they had to live it. Right. And how are we going to hold each other accountable for these people type of behaviors like, uh, the words that are coming out of our mouths, how we how we show each other. I'll give you a classic example: saying thank you and appreciate more. In other words, mm -hmm. verbalizing our appreciation as opposed to the philosophy. And I'm not saying this was with this organization, but it's with a lot of organizations. The philosophy of as long as you don't deal with me, you're doing okay. That was sort of the management philosophy, wow. and we had to change that. prior to the yes, thing. we had to change that because what that literally set up was a management team that took themselves out of the day to day of being a champion for their people. I mean, who else is there's? I promise you, there's nobody in procurement thinking. I wonder how you know Stephanie and Tim are doing over in sales because they're doing <laughs> a great job. But as far as I'm concerned, nobody's doing that. That's your boss's job. Right. So we had to change the mentality of what their role was. And it's not just about making people feel good. It's understanding the power of your influence on each other and how I see myself in my job. So we, 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 looked, we worked a lot on the people skills. So the, my, my first tip is, you know, when it comes to being a champion, does the head leadership get this is how we want to behave with each other because it stinks from the head. 
And then we rolled it out to the frontline managers. And not only did they have to know it, but they had to be able to coach to it. Right. So it's which means they had them. to, yeah, yeah they that. had to recognize it and they had to be able to have conversations with their people to either praise what's going on or to correct what was going on, which means they had to be rock solid on behavior. You know, this is behavior, whether you're, you know, uh, maybe it's as little as you, you missed an opportunity to really hear what that, that customer said. I'll give you an example. We were working in the field. I was I was coaching with a uh, an office in the field, and this person was really not paying attention to the need of the person in front of them, uh, because they were talking about a wedding and they were talking about all these things. And he kept trying to sell her one piece of thing as opposed to let me hear what's going on with mm-hmm. you and let me get into your story because from that I can find a lot of options to help you, not just me selling you one particular right. item. So it changes the mentality of trying to get a sale to trying to help somebody in a situation. Which so, takes listening. Yeah, which takes empathy. which takes em- listening, empathy, and how people feel a- about themselves when they're around you. Yeah. So when it comes to being a champion, at least in this focus today, was in your upper echelon, what are you doing to know and what are you doing to live what you want everybody else in your team to be doing? Right. That's so I, so I think, yeah, so a couple of takeaways that, that I'm hearing. One is make sure that you're setting that vision. What is the destination? Mm-hmm. So that's again, starts with the leadership. We're going somewhere. Kids, where where are we going? You know, are we going to Austin or are we going to London? That's two different flight paths. Right. <laughs> uh, the second thing is once you've set that direction, the leadership has to be the one that, that, that sets the example so, so that everybody else is doing it too. And, and it does take that constant adjustment, correction, so that you stay on course. It's okay that you're 99% of the time off course if you're constantly correcting because then you're flying mm-hmm. a, 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 very, a very straight line. Mm-hmm. And as you said, it starts with, with, the, with the leadership. Uh, the other thing I, you know, I heard is is the importance of listening too, and I, I think you know we've had some. We need to spend a little more time about that because, you know, w- when you're listening, you understand, and it it changes everything because it creates the, an em- yeah. empathy, and but that also starts with that also works hand in hand with asking good questions, which is probably another episode that we need to do in the future. So well, we'll continue this discussion. Uh, I think there's more aspects to championing, but uh, hopefully there's some good takeaways for you. Start applying it. Yeah. What's today, the culture like week? in your area? Let's yeah. create it on purpose. Create it on purpose and stay on course. Mm-hmm. Check us out on at uh, positivelyoutrageousservice.com. We'd love to come alongside you and help you in, in this area. So much around these topics. Absolutely. And we look forward to you becoming Positively Positively Outrageous. Outrageous.